0: Welcome to the Team Talk by Lockerspace, a platform for functional, premium, and sustainable sportswear brands who are dedicated to the everyday athlete. I'm Akeem. And I'm Holly. In each episode, we bring on an exciting everyday athlete and discuss the world around sport. Let's dive in. Welcome guys to episode two of the Lockerspace Team Talks podcast. Uh, my name's Akeem, uh, I'm alone today, Holly's unavailable, and Lockerspace is a platform for sustainable sportswear brands, if you didn't already know. And today I've got a special guest. So would you like to introduce yourself, Becky?
1: Good morning, my name is Becky Barrett, and I am the founder of BBM Fitness.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Becky. And we're going to just dive straight into it. There's a number of things that I want to talk about. Um, Some stuff around sportswear, some stuff around performance and the fitness. And when I talk, when I say performance, I'm not talking about sports performance. I'm actually talking about theatre, the arts, um, more from a creative angle. But the first question that I want to ask is a little bit of an icebreaker that I know that you're not. For. Um, <laughs> in the gym and just in sports in general, we, well, I would say a lot of people have nicknames for people, right? They have a nickname yes. for a person who only runs, for a person who grunts, for a person who does X, Y, or Z. What do mm-hmm. you think your nickname that people have given you is? <laughs>
1: I know what my nickname is because people have told me what my nickname is <laughs> and uh, it's actually Leggy Becky.
0: Leggy Becky what's the reason for that?
1: Because I am extremely flexible and my legs go quite high when I'm st- and and stretches that I get into um, are quite uh dynamic I guess and can go a lot further than some people and so I developed a name a nickname called Leggy Becky.
0: <laughs> wow. I I am probably one of the most inflexible people. It's something that I've come <laughs> Ever since I injured my knee, um, I, I was training for a half marathon, and essentially I injured my knee. And then I remember the physio said, oh, so, you know, are you stretching two or three times a day? And I was like, stretch?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just goodness. had this question of answer. Oh,
1: It's funny, isn't it? It's really underrated. And yet for me, I just think it's one of the most, it's always been one of the most important things. I love the way it feels and how it just makes, I don't know. It just, I just love it. I always look at people and go over to them and I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, just try it this way a little bit. And I try and give helpful hints and and just, I just, I don't know. I want to be able to tie my shoelaces when I'm 80 by myself. I want to be able (sighs) to touch my toes.
0: I want to be able to do that right now <laughs> and i'm, I'm twenty nine so um, definitely that's, that's sh-
1: that is shameful
0: <laughs> it is really shameful on my part, but it's one of those things that it's um it's only something I've thought is cooler now than yeah. before, whereas for me it's always like like running fast and lifting more, whereas now I'm just like I can't touch my toes. Like, I kind of feel a bit of ashamed of the gym, but I have very long legs and a very short torso. I'm a very, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. like a gangly-looking man,
2: so um, yeah. I just believe. I think,
1: I, you know, it's, it's, it's important to get the balance, isn't it? I think if you're too flexible, I mean, in a way, I've had a lot of injuries because of my flexibility, but then you can also get injured a lot if you don't stretch because your muscles get so tight that, like with your knee injury, if you don't, if you're not stretching out like your thighs and your hamstrings, your knees are more likely to to go in some
2: form
0: exactly okay i need to i need to get in that um i guess it kind of just leads into from performance and i know that we had chatted before a little bit but um could you just tell us a little bit more about bbm fitness and how it essentially came about
1: so i developed bbm fitness um essentially it had been on my mind for a long time to to develop a bit more my work into the fitness industry. But because of the COVID pandemic, my other business, which is a theatrical agency, I represent performers. Um, I've been a theater agent for 10 years now. Um, and essentially all the theater work dried up. Um, 90% of the contracts were canceled. Um, so I had a lot of performers sitting around without work. Um, and obviously, fitness is very heavily linked to performance now. And a lot of those performers, as their side jobs, are personal trainers or yoga teachers, Pilates teachers. And I thought, well, why not link the two together and try and find those performers some work in a different industry um, and try and increase that area of work for them whilst the theatre industry is essentially closed.
0: Yeah, and um, I guess it's something that we've all seen just um, a huge surge in the home fitness, especially as gyms Mm -hmm. have closed and people people like working out socially and like mm-hmm. to exercise socially. I guess one of the things that I was a little bit surprised about was just the level of fitness required that performers already have. Could you just explain just a little bit more of just, I guess my main question is why do they already have such a high level of fitness?
1: I mean, some of the shows they have to do, it just, oh, uh, I mean, I can't think of a better word, but they are insane. I don't know if you've ever seen a, a show like Cats, the musical, um, but the dancing in that is just full on and it's it's incredible and you need so much stamina and strength to get through it. It's, you know, essentially two and a half hours of full on jumping around and kicking your legs and, and singing at the same time. Um, so the performers have to be fit for it. And therefore, you know, they're working out of the gym every day to build their strength, build their stamina um, and make sure that, that they are what we call show fit, and that they can get through eight or nine shows a week without injuring themselves.
0: Yeah Have you ever ever seen a situation where it's actually been a requirement to some level because, you know, that they need to be that fit? Or is it something that people just already subconsciously know that, okay, I need to increase my fitness if I want to be, or if I even want to apply to be a part of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not... I don't think a production company has ever turned around and said, you need to go to the gym this many times a week. But if you don't, if you're not ready and you're not show fit, then you won't book the job. It's as simple as that. There's so many people auditioning for the jobs that if you're in that audition room and you're not, and you're not fit and ready to go, and you don't look like you can get through eight shows a week, then they won't book you. So you, so you have to do it as part of the job, even though it's not, it's not in the contract as such, but you Mm -hmm. won't get, you won't get to the contract stage if you're not fit and ready to go
0: absolutely I can imagine and uh eight shows a week just thinking about it because last show I saw was Hamilton before
2: it was um, good isn't it It's
0: good absolutely incredible uh, yes. I'm slowly trying to get into it so I guess this is why this talk is just so cute it's just so interesting because um I saw people really put in a shift and the flexibility the just a stamina and i would also say that the precision is probably one of the things that i could align most with just a lot of the sports i played that people Mm -hmm. have to be very accurate Mm -hmm. you know in terms of their foot positioning so like positioning seems to be absolutely everything And Mm -hmm. yeah i just like what's your experience yourself and with others in terms of training to get to that level
1: oh god i mean I, i trained at ballet school so it was intense you know nine hours a day full on six days a week um and you just it is like i mean i haven't trained as as an athlete but it is i assume like being an athlete you have to do the same things over and over and over again it's repetitive um you're always aiming for perfection you're never going to reach perfection um and you just you just keep pushing yourself and it's it's exhausting um Uh, It takes a lot of focus, a lot of determination. It takes a certain mindset. Um, I think it's very easy for people to see uh, dancers and performers as being a little bit of an easy job. I think people think we just sort of flit around and and don't do a lot. But actually, the preparation that goes into it and the training is really intense. And you don't get to work professionally unless you have given it 100%. Mm,
0: No, um, I can completely imagine, Um, especially just the times when um when I've watched shows and it's just a synchronisation, it's the again training for perfection. Well mm-hmm. oh, who is it? I think it was Bruce Lee who had a quote Don't be scared of the man who has um who has practised ten thousand punches, fear the man who has practised one punch ten thousand times. Yeah. <laughs>
2: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. man. Because
0: that person can definitely know what's happening.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, going back to your, the, you know, the synchronization thing. Um, I, w- I did. I don't know if you've ever seen it or you've heard of it, but I did Swan Lake at Royal Albert Hall with English National Ballet. And I mean, how many swans are on the stage, and the synchronization that you have to get? Everybody has to be perfectly timed, and it's just. I mean, to watch it is phenomenal, but to actually take part in it and rehearse for that is. I mean, that was
2: something Um, you've
0: just... So what is it... So just a little bit of, like, the behind the scenes, what is it like during those training, during the rehearsals? Is it, like, constantly again, there's people who, like, sweat, people are... Is there a level of frustration about maybe you guys not being perfect just yet before the show? What's it like?
1: Um... I think it it swings a lot between a lot of different emotions um obviously it's repetitive um you love it because it gives you an adrenaline rush and you're aiming for something um but it is repetitive Uh, parts of your body start to hurt and it's always the same parts because you're using the same muscles over and over um but then there's a sense of achievement when when you do do a rehearsal when you get to the end of, of a certain piece and you're like Oh, I think I think we might have nailed it. It wasn't perfect, but I think it was pretty good. Um, so you get that rush. Um, but, and, you know, there's a lot of tears involved as well. There's people that just can't that some people just can't hack it mentally or physically, and people drop out because of injuries. Um and, and then because of the because of the amount of hours you're putting in, it, it it becomes like a family with the people you're rehearsing with. So if someone does drop out mm-hmm. because they're injured, it's emotional for everyone, you're sad for them, they're sad, it's frustrating. And then you've got to rehearse someone new in so you're starting again from the beginning and it, it's it's hard mm. <laughs> it,
0: it, it definitely feels like I, and I feel like this is the sort of anybody who's played any sort of um team sports this definitely sounds like it carries a lot the same ethos mm, yeah um and especially the injury part um that must be quite demoralizing uh have you ever been injured? Well. Uh, from your flexibility yes. um injuries, I'm assuming that's where the majority come from.
1: Yeah, I've had some I've had some bad injuries. Um oh. I and oh. actually going back to the Swan Lake one, I did actually in the rehearsal period, we just we had just opened the show and I I um I slipped a disc in my back. And <laughs> it was painful um and I don't know I'm assuming it's probably the same with athletes that you just want to keep going and and so I did keep going you know well it was it was I was taped up I was I took a couple of neurofen and and on with the show kind of thing I'm not I'm not suggesting that was the best form of action but at the time it was well the show has to go on that's it you know we need you there's no one else to replace you yet deal with it and get on with it and and I wanted to do it I didn't want to let the team down so to speak
0: Oh my God, because I, I I just don't feel like people who are in the industry, in the space, actually realise some of the effort.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, don't get me wrong, I think that a lot of people, well, and this is just me speaking for myself, would know that there's been clearly a lot of work because mm. nobody could do that within, um, you know, like weeks or a month. Mm. But at the same time, I think just the physical exertion is really surprising because, at the same time as you're performing, you're also acting Yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So like visually your face and if it's musical too, Singing. that just, <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's that level of um, that training during the performance and outside of the performance. And I, I kind of guess this just takes me into um that training when that when you guys aren't in a performance so um sort of that gym work flexibility work what sort of sports are we talking about that people are doing outside of just a uh, pure training i think
1: obviously strength training um is is part of it and then cardio and, and stamina work is a massive part of it because you've got to be able to get through the show and keep your breath particularly if it is a musical when you're singing you've got you know you can't you can't run out of breath halfway through a song um so so your stamina has to be really up there so a lot of cardio training running um i suppose hit workouts that kind of thing just to keep your whole body in full condition
0: oh my god and i guess that this is why just a lot of the performers just fantastic people for like in training I and mean, essentially whether it's uh like a PT, whether it's, uh, like, a hit session. Um,
1: They've they've definitely got the energy and the motivation to to teach a good class,
0: definitely. Yeah. I do think that the motivation is probably one of the more interesting parts, actually. Um, If you could, like, I'm assuming that you would say that someone who's a performer is much better motivator than just someone who hasn't or who may not have the same skill set. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I am going to agree. I think it might be controversial, but I'm going to agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just think, I think performers, they're trained in a different way. I, I obviously personal trainers have a, a really intense training as well, but it's, it's slightly different. If you've had a performing background and you've done your personal training, um, training as well. Um, I just think there's a slightly different approach to it because it's almost you're putting on a performance for your clients as a performer you are a natural Mm -hmm. performer and you always want to be on stage so to speak so you know when you're training someone you're just going to have that extra bit of oomph, that extra bit of energy that little bit of maybe over the topness about you but not too much but it's just I just think it motivates people in a different way it's it's a slightly different I don't want to say manic energy because it's not manic but you know what I mean it's that sort of jazz hand you've just got
2: something
0: yeah um it, it's sort of like a um an entertainer yes. sort yeah, of that they have that, like element of being an entertainer Absolutely, yes um, yeah you
1: would not i do not think you would get a performer stand there and, and train someone and and be a bit boring about it and and be checking their phone and, and having a yawn and maybe you know thinking about what they're having for lunch i think they'll be fully involved in entertaining their client because that's they want they just got you know that gives them a sense of appreciation as well that's what you work for
0: Ah okay no no um I definitely um the times when I have known that somebody is a performer it's like always made sense yeah. because um I think it always was here, and it is a little bit off topic, but it was a crystal maze that I went oh, on in nice. London, and um the person leading us through uh was essentially a performer and um just the energy, she said, that she was bringing just to that. I was just like, okay, you're really good at this. <laughs> like, you're definitely making this a lot more of, a, of an experience. I'm not sure if you've ever tried a crystal ball. No, I want uh, to, though.
1: Great. But
0: there's one in central London um, by Piccadilly Circus. Mm-hmm. It's great. And the person there just, like, really brought it to life. Because I guess that's one of the elements that motivates people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, like, you kind of want the TV show experience. Absolutely. Um. And I guess that when I think of it from a training point of view, it's uh, I kind of want some level of an experience that happens. Um, So no, no, no. So that's really interesting. Um, And I guess it's just really one of the reasons why I find it so interesting is that whenever I've gone to the gym and I speak to people, um, I don't think I've met that many creatives, Mm -hmm. that many performers. But now that I think about it, probably the time when they go may be a bit different versus when I go, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., a rush hour, et cetera. Um, I guess, yeah, is it more like the strength training is really interesting. Are they – what sort of things are they doing strength training-wise? Do
2: I mean,
1: think oh, anything that uh, anybody would do at the gym, you know, you've got to – it's for your whole body so arms and legs and core and back and everything's going to be used in a show um and also I mean I'm just thinking of like some of the shows I've been in some of the costumes are really heavy so everything's got to be strong so you can move around in that and do your whole piece um I don't um, (sighs) know I can't I can't I can't, <laughs> think, of any, yeah, I can't yeah. think of anything they wouldn't train in the gym you know you, you'd be on the free weights you'd be on you know you'd be doing your classes and, and everything to keep you 100% fit all around there's no part of your body that you would not need to be focusing on
0: okay no because um yeah I think it's just absolutely mind-blowing because I guess I just don't meet that many people who are of that kin mm-hmm essentially, um, and I'm also assuming that the performance world is quite a close circle, but well, that's my assumption that, like, it's quite, like, a lot of people know each other in the yep. space if they're in a similar like, location, yeah. so similar people are applying playing for similar roles and stuff like that, so they...
1: I think you also find that performers are quite... Quite a lot of performers actually in their, in their own person are quite shy and quite nervous people, even though they like to go on stage and be extroverts. You'll find that a lot of actors and performers in that are, are quite introverted naturally. So unless you go and start the conversation with them at the gym and bring that out of them, they're probably going to keep themselves to themselves because they're, you know, they're being quite focused just on themselves and, and not wanting to draw attention to themselves.
0: Yeah, I think we all know the sort of people who do want to draw attention to themselves in <laughs> the gym. And I, definitely, and I definitely know they aren't performers, no, no. so let's just say that, right? They're definitely not performers. Because um, <laughs> I know that um, Holly knows a lot of performers, mm-hmm. and um, she definitely always like reiterates to saying, like, the level of fitness needs to be up there. Like, it needs to be, and however their training or whatever the training is is normally specialized to just how they know how their body works and how to keep themselves fit so absolutely um no that's really interesting so just gonna have just a little intermission now and then when we come back one of the things i want to talk a little bit more about is mental Mm -hmm. health um and yeah how because especially now During the whole COVID period, I I think that's one of the areas that a lot of performers um, really help people from a workout point of view, like inject. And yeah, just talk about the mental health during this pandemic. So let's just take a short break and we'll come back. Welcome, guys, back to part two of episode two of Locker Space Team Talks back here again. Um, so just want to talk to you, Becky, about mental health, um, especially during this pandemic period and just um, and also how people handle failure, because I feel failure is probably one of the really big areas in sport. In performance, in life in general. Now, um, there was one of the stories that actually hits really hard at home. There was a, um, I'm not too sure if you may know this story, but there was a football player, um, <coughs> who played for Manchester City. Um, he was a 17 or 18 year old. Um, and at that age, people have to make quite tough, tough, choices when they're in a, an academy. Um, they can stay on and, you know, maybe they are you know, training rather than revising and, I don't know, there's just a lot of things that are happening at that age. And essentially he didn't make, he didn't get get a professional contract and committed suicide based on that. Um, and then there's also been a lot of stories about footballers who are that age that feel they're a failure. Um, they're not making it. They're not doing as well. It's a very common thing in sport. Um, and I like it's just a story for me that just hits really hard at home in terms of the whole failure, not living up to expectations, seeing other people succeed and not feeling like that. Yeah, I just wanted just to essentially just make this a bit of an open discussion and just see... I'm pretty sure there are similar stories mm-hmm. also from a performer's um, point of view too. Just wanted to see just your point on that, really.
1: I think it's, um, I mean, obviously it's incredibly sad. And yes, it is the same in um, the theatre and performing industry. Um, it's incredibly competitive. Um, you know, you start out just auditioning for For school and colleges to go to is incredibly competitive and there's a massive cut there and then when you get to the end of your training you're auditioning for agents um, and some people gain agents some people don't Um, and then you're auditioning for work and again you're just up against hundreds of people Um, and, and everybody's everyone's good everyone's talented everyone's different but unfortunately the production company only has one show and and only so many places in that show um and it is really tough mentally you you get so many rejections throughout your career it's it's just it's incredible really um I I know of you know I know of a couple of people straight off the top of my head I know of a couple of very young performers that have committed suicide um because because of the pressure I guess I mean I don't know all the ins and outs but it is a highly pressurized environment Mm. and 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 you've worked so hard for it. Like with athletes, you work so hard. And then just to get knockback after knockback, can, it can can be soul destroying. Um, I mean, Mm. I've I've been there. I know what it feels like. I I was a professional performer. I've had knockbacks. I've had mental health issues when I was a performer. Um, And I think, A, I think there needs to be more support out there. I don't think people recognise it as much as they should. Um, But B, I mean, bringing it back to fitness a little bit, fitness is something that helped me through it because exercise is obviously really good for your mental health. So you just have to somehow change your mindset on it a little bit, as in this, you know, I'm not doing this because I want to get the job. I'm doing this because it makes me feel good and because I love it.
0: Would you say that it's, it's a lot easier now? than it was when you were younger that round about that 18 to 25 like how (laughs) tough was it for you back then versus how it is now
1: um i think it's more difficult for younger people i think i think as you get older you you grow a bit more thick skinned to it and you get used to let's say you get used to rejection you it still hurts and you know and, and it's in all forms of life isn't it rejection um, it still hurts, but I think I personally bounce back quicker now, and I and I can turn my mind quicker and go. Well, okay, you know that that does hurt. That is upsetting, but I'm going to focus on this instead. Then I'm going to get on with this and try this way. Um, I think it's easier to find a different path. But when when you're training as as an athlete or as a a, a performer, because it's just your one goal to get that job or you know, to get that contract, it's very difficult to kind of look at a different path because you have to be a you have to be so focused on your path anyway that to kind of detract from it it doesn't doesn't quite work but then mentally it's
0: mm. yeah because yeah, that's <laughs> that <laughs> tell me because it, in my head I feel like um so when I was younger um I did 100 meters sprints I think, mm-hmm. um 100 meters 4 by 100 and I hated it I was very no. good at it it's very <laughs> painful, but um, which was which was a blessing. But at the same time, I don't think anybody had a proper sit down conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Um which is, you know, I like I have a younger cousin who plays in an academy um, f- for Crystal Palace, and mm-hmm. it, you know, the one thing that I would always want them to reach out to me to say is like, I feel this, I feel that. And then providing that like X, Y, and Z, I never felt I could go to my dad and tell him running in front of a crowd really freaks me out, Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) you
0: know, and (laughs) I feel, you know, and I feel that, um, and you can can correct me if it's like a different from a theatre point of view, but just having that open conversation at a younger age can massively help provide that support network because I feel that's just so critical
1: oh absolutely I wish I'd been able to talk about it I think it would have improved Mm. me as a performer to have to be able to actually say what my fears are but I think part of it is that you have to act like you're strong and that you're not you're not fearful of anything because you've got to have that persona that you're going to achieve so that people believe in you it's difficult isn't it to, to let that that but that's that's just the image you have to give to be successful in the world—is that you are on top of it and everything is going great. Um, it's very difficult to sit back and admit what you're, uh, what you're nervous about.
0: Well, you? I'm so interested. Were you ever told that that's how you would—that that's how you have to appear, that that's how you have to seem if you want to achieve your goals?
1: I don't think I wasn't directly told, but in the way I was taught and trained, it was very much—you know—if you put your hand up and said something was hurting, it was just just get on with it, focus, get through it and worry about it later. There was no mm. There was no kind of, oh, come talk to me about it and let's see what's going on. It, 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 mm. it was. A, there was a lot of scaremongering stories about people that had done things that, you know, and that was the end of their career. Um, it, it was quite intense.
0: Oh. Do you think that the industry is moving a little bit more now to the, the let's talk about it, that, you know,
1: yeah absolutely I know in colleges now a lot of the colleges have their own counsellors in-house to to help the students and I know when I trained that would never have been dreamed of just no so now there is a lot more support and people do find it easier to talk about
0: yeah because I feel I feel like it's just become a requirement because um, I know that social media is just public, Mm -hmm. is like making it even Mm -hmm. harder Mm because now you're actually seeing what people are doing from Mm -hmm. only one angle, from Mm -hmm. one perspective. Mm -hmm. And if you're seeing a lot of people just purely succeed and you feel like you're not succeeding, then it creates that false image. And then that just, it just creates a bit of a spiral.
1: I mean, I am so glad that when I was performing, there wasn't social media. Because I just think it's, I mean, I know you have to use it because you have to advertise yourself now and it's part of you as a business, you have to use it. But people, you know, obviously you go on there and you're positive and you talk about your good points because why would you go on there and talk about all the things you're worried about and your negativity? People don't want to hear it essentially. Um, So I mean, you imagine training and, and auditioning now and having to look at everybody else having perfect lives and and even though, uh, even though deep down you know they're probably not, it still really adds to the pressure.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like, you can't confirm whether they are having downsizes, you can't no, see it. No, <laughs> you can't confirm no, it, like, no. like you're pretty there, like I'm pretty sure they must be, but
2: <laughs> if it's I mean, not publicated, it you just, just look, can't. They
1: look, they look like they're having a Cinderella story, but they're probably not, but that's how, you know, that's how everybody comes across, isn't it?
2: Exactly. For the, the most part
0: yeah and i guess that just during this time during this covid time too um i'm not sure about you have you've seen this but on my personal instagram i definitely i've just not been posting as much i've there's definitely been a little bit of a slowdown just because people aren't doing that much and because people don't post about their negatives mm-hmm. are people like how is everyone doing right in mm-hmm. terms to to some degree because I don't know, it's it's this is a really strange time and you know, it's very hard on a lot of people, it's very hard on a lot of businesses and um I guess a lot of people are are using fitness, but even mm-hmm. now that the gym's closed, it's a um I guess what are you doing and like what what would you say has helped you to essentially like go through this period and just like Cope this period from a mental health point of view.
1: I mean, honestly, if I, I I can honestly say that exercise has got me through this. I set mean, myself little mm. goals. I did, you know, I think the first lockdown, I set myself for, to run hundred k in the first month. Um, and then oh, I did wow. a, I did a cycle challenge for the second lockdown. I went back to running for the third one. Um, and now I'm doing different kind of weight training and and hit classes, um, and just getting up in the morning and and doing it whether i feel tired or down or whatever is just it just gets me through it gives me that lift it gets my endorph- it gets my endorphins going and i just think it's so helpful just to i don't know just get a bit of sweat on them. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I really do and it can be hard because when you are depressed you don't want to do anything you just you really don't and it's a downward spiral so it does take a lot of You know a lot of something to get up and do it but it really is it's worthwhile even if it's just a 10-minute walk outside I think it can make such a difference
0: Mm, no it's something that I it's maintaining the consistency I Mm. would say and it's uh I also feel like for me what's helped is setting like a minimum expectation Mm -hmm. and I actually did that before lockdown so for example I always make the bed. Always make mm-hmm. the bed. Because it's like, okay, I win it. What was it? I watched a very cheesy speech. Don't get me wrong. I love my <laughs> inspirational speeches. but it was a guy who said, it's just like army, um, like a sailor guy or whatever. Yeah. And um, he said, make your bed. Because even if you have a bad day, you'll come back home to a bed that's been made by mm-hmm. you. And I always love that quote. Um, so, for me, it's more having that minimum. I'm just like, okay, if yeah. I change into sports clothes every day,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I can then make a decision from there. It's sort of like change the sports clothes, walk outside. If if, if I want to run, then I run. If I want to cycle, I cycle. If I don't want to do yeah. anything, at least I just went for a nice walk in my sports clothes and came back.
1: Yeah, it's baby <laughs> steps. It's baby steps, isn't it? You just take you know, take one step at a time and see where it leads you. But at least get up and and get going I think and get moving I think that's the most important thing I've also found it I found it really helpful to I think on social media like you said it has slowed down people that they're posting and what they can post about um I found it quite helpful to just put out what I hope is positive comments for other people and inspiration for other people and focus more on turning it around on how can I help others rather than talking about myself um and that actually makes you feel quite good because then you, you feel like you might have made a difference to someone
0: Actually, that's a really, really good point. Um, It's probably something that we should be doing Lockheed Space a lot more, but I think it's just really challenging because Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, like may may enjoy team sports Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's that's their way of connecting Mm -hmm. with exercise and fitness and without that sort of group element. It's yeah. just lacking. Um, I know I'm a big fan of track. So mm-hmm. go to a track club and we just run around an athletics track for a while. And that for me was always, a, oh, I'm about to meet X. I'm about mm-hmm. to be challenged
2: mm-hmm. today.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming for yourself, you challenge yourself by setting these goals, right? And then trying yeah. the hardest to achieve. Yeah, and-
1: absolutely. I think, but you're right. It's the socialisation aspect, isn't it, of going to the gym and doing stuff that's that is missing from a lot of online classes that you can do and I think
2: yeah.
1: although you know training by zoom is not ideal because of you know internet connections and it can be a bit dodgy at least then you can connect with other people face to face and have a conversation whilst you're training and I think that's important to do that as well as other online stuff or just or just your own training by yourself I think it's still really important to have some sort of connection even if it's a group of four of you just doing something at the same time and chatting through it I think Mm. that's really
2: helpful
0: because I've I've actually well especially now with just the boom of um the fitness online like training and I guess it just brings an interesting question do you think that this is something that's here to stay do you think that like once the gym's reopened and stuff? Because I feel like there's a lot of people who have actually made greater strides in fitness because mm-hmm. of lockdown mm-hmm. rather than the opposite.
1: I think it's here to stay for some people. Um, I think... Training at home is fantastic if you are really busy at work and you've only got half an hour and you know you haven't got time to get to the gym or go outside and get changed. And, and some people worry about doing their hair first and, and little things like that. <laughs>
2: mm. So I think
1: you know, training at home is good for that sense. And, and also I think it's been really good for people that have lacked the confidence to train before because a lot of people don't like to train outside or train at a gym. or or go and work with a personal trainer face-to-face because they're too nervous and they're insecure and they're worried about what people are going to think about them. They're worried about what's going to happen. And and so it's quite a nice way for people to start out and start building their confidence with what they're doing and then they can take that outside or or back to the gym or however they want to do it.
0: Yeah, because um, I definitely feel like one of the things that I know I have is that uh, I've got a kettlebell, I've now got, uh, I've now got some mats, I need extra thick mats, 15mm, <laughs> I'm a very, very bony guy, so as soon as I got my 15mm, I mats, I knew I was in the right place, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've got these bad boys, uh, locked up, because um, now I'm just thinking, okay, with my kettlebells, and with this, mm. like, although I do a lot of weight training, there's like, pretty much half of the workouts I can just do in my flat
2: right yeah like and there's yeah. gonna be
0: a lot of people who have during this time maybe slowly, slowly built up uh, their own workout studios and mm-hmm. stuff like that in yeah. their homes or like wherever it is I think with the online classes creating that social element which I think mm. is quite crucial and mm. um, yeah I, I think it's just creating a little mm-hmm. I, don't,
1: I don't I don't know about you but I don't think I don't know there will be a few people that achieve it but I know that I don't think I do in my little gym at home I don't think you ever work as hard by yourself as if you're working face to face with someone else yeah I just think you'll always push yourself a little bit more when someone's watching you and eyeballing you and seeing what you're doing
0: (laughs) definitely I feel like it's just maybe like whenever I do my Joe Wicks uh, he just pushes a little bit too hard and just like ah, uh, he's not going to catch me doing this,
2: uh,
1: exactly. this, like a one, like and a if he, And if he, was in, if he was in your face, you'd be like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Oh.
0: I mean, also, if I had the pressure of seeing everyone, like, yeah. around me, like, into yeah. the side, yeah. there's that, like, a competitive element of time. Absolutely. Yeah. If he's doing an extra
2: breath, even you know, I've got to do um, an extra breath. I, I,
1: I, I will never ever. When I do a group class at the gym, I never ever give up. I do get really competitive. I do get a bit like, no, they're really? doing it, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do one more. Okay.
0: <laughs> have you have you ever been to those gyms where they have like a scoreboard? Like, um, I've been no. to like a cycle. I've been to a cycle studio near Embankment area in London. And um I remember they had like a scoreboard there. Mm-hmm. And the first time I went, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And so I saw myself, um, I saw myself like 13 for 12. I'm oh, like, oh, 14 people. I was like, hey, I'm <laughs> absolutely brutal. Change gym. <laughs> Yeah. trained more, trained more at another gym, came back.
1: And smashed and
0: it. I smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> Second, third. So that was the good then. That, that, was,
1: that was motivational for you then. That was good.
0: Yeah. And I think that those are just like all the elements I just really miss at the moment. And I'm a very team, mm-hmm. sport-orientated person. So, um, yeah, I think I just miss that sort of walking to a place, meeting people and then like getting engaged in either football tag rugby running and um, athletics yeah. but within like a group of people so um it's what,
1: it's what we do as humans isn't it we want to connect we want to engage with other people i, I know lots of people are saying oh you know I'm, I'm loving working from home i think it's the best thing that's ever happened and i just think wow you know really? I just yeah and i just want to get out and see people and just you know be part of yeah. be part of other people's lives <laughs> what i want to
0: do exactly Exactly. and i feel especially from a locker space point of view for um like we are creating a platform that is essentially a social platform you know we're essentially combining a lot of different brands we we still want to meet all of the brands that we have on our platform Mm -hmm. and to like experience maybe some events and stuff like that but at the moment the situation is just what the situation is and um yeah like obviously there are slight sort of like a benefits of being at home and everything oh. but at the same time I feel just the mental health aspect is just um because I'm I'm personally f- finding it a little bit tough I an I'm an extrovert unsurprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm finding, so I'm finding this just a little bit difficult at times just like um And then that also taking a hit on my exercise Mm -hmm. and then, you know, not seeing that many positives, seeing a lot of failures happening. It's Mm just, uh,
2: yeah.
1: It it is incredibly difficult. You know, there's no denying it, is there? I think mentally and physically and everything about this is difficult. And, and there are—you're right. There's a lot of people failing at the moment, and not because of work they're doing, but just because of a situation, which in a, in a way is harder because you can't sit there and go, "Oh, I've learned from that. I'll get up and do it this way." Because it's just the fact that yeah. covids there. So there's that wasn't your fault. You can't learn from it. That's just a—you know—that's just a piece of. I don't know what is it. Um, <laughs> um, random. Yeah, absolutely. It is random, and no one could have foreseen it coming, so no one was prepared for it.
0: Um, Yeah, I guess a bit. I I guess one of the best things we can do is just know that yeah, soon it will come to an end, and you know we can still run outside, we can still cycle, we can still go for walks, and just do all of our home exercises, right?
2: Um, Absolutely.
1: I mean, I know I can't wait. I can't wait to get out and train with people, and you know the performers and the personal trainers with BBM would be when they get to start seeing people face to face and going out. It's just going to be oh, would just be, you know, this is going to make people happy, isn't it?
0: I think. Yeah, exactly. And uh, let's see what also happens with the theatres and, yep. and the industry. I know it's taken a massive hit, but um, there's been a lot of support, though, I've seen just in terms of um, there's been quite a large voice about the theatre industry and making sure that the government is um, ensuring that the right things are done from that angle.
1: I think right. it's, um, it's interesting. There's, there, there's been a lot of people shouting about it within the theatre industry, and there has been support. Um, I, I do feel, I don't know if it's just personal because it's the industry I come from, but I do feel that we are at the back of the queue. <laughs>
2: Yeah. a little bit
1: i just think you know and and essentially i guess because it is like they've said it's one it's going to be one of the hardest industries to reopen because of how many people come together at one time it's you slap like the nightclubs as well so it's just going to be a lot of patience a lot of perseverance
0: uh, well let's get this vaccine rolled out asap right
2: absolutely uh, absolutely <laughs> let's
0: get Well, look, um, that's all we have for today. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Becky. It's been wonderful. Yes. And, um, yeah, thank you for coming on. You're always welcome again. It's been a lovely conversation. And we'll speak soon.
2: Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for
0: listening. Cheers. And thank you for listening to the latest Locker Space Team Talk. That was with Becky from BBM Fitness. Great conversation about from theatre to fitness and everything all around the area of mental health. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, guys, and watch out for some of the next podcasts where we're going to have some more interesting guests talking about everything in and around sport.